It's been a long, long time, but one-on-one is back. What is going on? Welcome to episode seven of one-on-one on the Bottom Line Podcast. I'm Jimmy Finizzi. I hope that you're doing well. It has been two months, but the series is finally back. And I do apologize for the long delay for the series to be back. But I promise you, it is worth the wait because we got a very, very special musician who was an up-and-coming superstar in the making. I'm calling it right now. She's going to be a superstar. I'm talking about the one and only Brooke Surgeoner. Now, before we get started with this interview, just a couple of things to address here really quick. Uh, number one, uh, the last one-on-one episode that we did with Violet Orlandi has over 9,000 views at the time of this recording, which is absolutely insane, despite some uh, audio issues that took place primarily with my microphone, and I do apologize for that, but 9K views and counting. Thank you so, so much to everybody who has watched that interview so far. If you have not seen it, link in the description section. Go check it out. Can it reach 10K? Let's find out. Let's make it happen. So go check it out. Episode six, one-on-one with Violet Orlandi, if you have not seen it already. And on another particular note, since Veterans Day has passed, we just want to take one more moment to say Thank you so, so much. I say one more moment because we already posted it on social media and our stories, but we just want to take one more moment to say thank you so, so much to everybody who has served our amazing country. We would not be doing this if it wasn't for the brave men and women who gave their all every single day fighting for our freedoms and for our country. So it's because of them that we get to do this for a living. So to everybody out there who has served Thank you so, so much for everything that you have done. Now, Brooke Surgeoner. I mean, <laughs> like I said, this young lady is an up-and-coming superstar in the making. We're going to talk about how her career got started, uh, what her songwriting influences are, and her brand new original album coming out very, very soon. We'll also talk about her covers volume one album, which, which is out right now on all streaming platforms, and on her website, which we'll talk about in a little while. And she is very much into cosplaying from anime to Disney princesses, you name it. We'll talk about that as well. This is going to be fun. And if you have any questions for Brooke, like I said, leave them on all social media at bottom line WMCX. So with that being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this exclusive one-on-one interview with Brooke Surgeoner. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, like I said before, this young woman is an up-and-coming superstar in the making, and let me explain why. First of all, she's good friends with our good friends in First to Eleven. She's very close to the Rock School. She's very involved there. If you don't know, by the way, it's Rock School Studios in Erie, Pennsylvania. She has a cover album out called Covers Volume 1, which is out right now on all streaming platforms and on her website, brooksurgeoner.com. You can go check that out if you wish to do so. She is very much into cosplay when it comes to anime and Disney stuff, which we'll talk more about in a little bit. And she also has an up and coming original album, which is coming out very, very soon. And we'll talk more about that in a little while. But ladies and gentlemen, for a return to the Bottom Line series one-on-one for the first time in two months, we are proud to have on the one and only Brooke Surgeoner. Brooke, first of all, how the heck are you doing? And thank you so much for being Thank you so much for having me. I'm so sick, but I am awesome. I am 
I am feeling very good besides my immune system. <laughs> I'm, I'm great. How are you doing? I, I'm doing fantastic. I feel great. I can't wait to do this with you. I'm sorry that you're a little sick, but hey, you know what? The change in weather is going to do that for you. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling you on that one, but fingers crossed that, uh, that nothing else happens here from here on out. But I'm feeling great. I'm glad you're feeling great. And again, thank you so much for being a part of this. So let's not waste any more time and let's get into this. Actually, before we get started, uh, like I said before in the uh, pre-show intro, I did ask you fans out there to hit me up on social media at Bottom Line WMCS with any questions that you have for Brooke. I mean, we'll get to those in a little while. But to get started, as always, I have to address this because I know a lot of people are sick and tired of it, but I love origin stories. If you know me by now, I got to know how things start out. So with that being said, Brooke, how did you first get into liking music? I grew up uh, with a... Uh with a mom who gave piano lessons and was always singing harmonies to every song you would hear on the radio. And um, so it was always around that, but I'll be honest, I, I don't think I really loved music until I was 10 years old. Um, maybe I just didn't hear the right, you know, genre yet. And so I, I was already like surrounded by music and it was just kind of in there, but it was when I was 10, and I heard a song by Michelle Branch. Do you know who Michelle Branch is? I'm very familiar with her, yes. Oh, man. So I heard her when I was 10 years old, and I saw her playing guitar, and I just was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And honestly, <laughs> back then, I mean, this is like 2000. Like, it wasn't as, as um, you know, often that you would see like a female artist singing her own songs, playing her own instrument. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I said, Mom, I want to... I want to learn this song and she's like okay let's go to the piano and I said no she's got a guitar I want to learn guitar and my mom had a guitar in the back of her closet that she's had forever and uh, she's like well I don't really know how to play it anymore but I can figure out the chords for you and here's a chord book you know we didn't have google you couldn't just youtube how to figure out how to play this and so she gave it to me and I taught myself and um I think I was very, very lucky though, because that same week I went into my music class and I was just so excited to like tell somebody that I started playing guitar. And um, it was like two days into learning. I told my music teacher and he was like, cool. Do you want to bring it into the class and play for everyone? I was like, sure. And he's like, how about Thursday? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I came home and I'm like, mom, I need to finish learning this song. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah. Uh, so I learned my first song in like four days. And I think it, was, it probably wasn't great, but the, I had the opportunity to perform right away at 10 years old. As soon as I picked up the guitar, I got that rush of feeling like, I don't know, like I was just doing something I was meant to be doing. And we've all had that experience where what we are doing feels right with ourselves. And um, I, I just told myself, this is the only thing I ever want to do for the rest of my life. So, I mean, there's more I could get into, but that is definitely how it started. Yeah, no, that, that was actually going to bring me into my next question about performing for the first time. Like, what was 10-year-old Brooke thinking? What was 10-year-old Brooke thinking at the time before you hit that stage? What were your emotions like going, for, through, going through those <laughs> for the first time? I probably, and I get nervous, I feel like I have to pee 
so I probably had to pee. <laughs> but um, we all get like I, that. No worries. I feel like I just blacked out, and when it was done, I just was like, "Oh my god, that was amazing!" And again, it probably wasn't great, but it felt amazing. And ever since, I just continued to chase that feeling, and. I think I just kind of got used to it and it just kind of, I, I feel like whatever you do when you're a kid and we'll get into that with the cosplay stuff later, it really shapes who you are. And I just think I had such a, a great opportunity to express things I didn't know how to express to people through music at a really young age. And I just, it, it turned me into the person I am today. What would you tell your 10 year old self now? I would tell myself, heck yeah, girl, you never gave up. And that's all I wanted to do was just never give up. And, you know, I'm, I'm older now, but like, I think as time has gone on, my idea of what success means to me has completely changed. And my idea of my career has changed and I'm just chasing this happiness of being able to still write and perform and, and get that high of performing and also that high of connecting with people while performing. And um, if I could just, I don't know, I just give myself a hug. I think <laughs> when it comes to the music stuff, I, I'm, I'm glad I stuck with it, you know? Is there a specific song that you listened to when you were little that made you want to pick up the guitar? I know you said Michelle Branch earlier, but yeah. there, is there another specific artist that influenced you? Growing up, uh, all my parents would play would be like, like country music and like Christian okay. music. And okay. not that there's anything wrong with either of those. I mean, I still, I can still rock out to some Dixie chicks, but I really, <laughs> I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, again, I really don't think I loved music until I heard a Michelle Branch song. And I just felt okay. more like this is more of, me and um cool story really quick though i got to meet her this year really yeah it's wow. just like a lifelong like on on my bucket list thing that i always wanted to do and she was hosting like a zoom call like you know one-on-one -on -one chat and i was just like do i do it do i do it yes let's let's do it <laughs> this is how you meet people now anyways so yeah i got to meet her and i got to say thank you and that's that's another thing like it just feels so amazing that I just got to accomplish. Is she as nice as everybody makes her out to be? She's real chill. Like, oh, and I'm just good. like, that's, that's exactly what I wanted. But I, I think as far as, uh, I don't think there was a specific song. I do have a favorite song and that's, okay. um, I Will Fall You Into the Dark by Death Cab for Cutie. That is one that's always stuck oh, with me. Oh, wow. I love that now, one. Now, now you're making me feel old. <laughs> it's so good, though. It, every time I hear it, it's never old. I think that's one that once make it inspires me to write and, like, just mm. feel something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll get more into uh, writing songs in a little bit in regards to your sure. um, original stuff. But I do have a curious question here. Actually, it does come from somebody on social media, and it pertains to uh, songs that you like. This comes from at Douglas underscore Morris underscore on Instagram, and he asks you, what is the song that you like that would surprise a listener like me? 
I gotta say, I'm a big One Direction fan. I don't know. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! A... Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it is like one of those like closet things that I will I will sh- I will scrape the top of the mountains, throw on Kiss Me <laughs> from One Direction, and I'm ready to rock. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I I love. I mean, surprise though. I I don't I don't know. I I do love a few specific things, and that would be like folk pop punk um i do love like k-pop uh um but then i grew up with country and stuff i I, i'm trying to think oh maybe like jim croce you ever listen to jim croce interesting wow bad bad leroy brown yeah that's that's something i haven't heard and sheesh (laughs) yeah i I go back to there so maybe that yeah now 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 i really feel old (laughs) (laughs) I mean, talk, talk about a throwback right there. Now, I do want to talk about your Covers album for just a second here. By the way, sure. if you don't know, Covers Volume 1 is available on all listening platforms as well as on her website, brooksurgener.com. One thing I have taken away from most of your songs on that cover album is that you have like a very, very distinct folk slash country style type of vibe in some of your songs, especially with the opening number, It's Gonna Be Me, which, by the mm. way, is also another classic, by the way. Now, I do know that, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but one of your inspirations, other than Michelle Branch, I believe happens to be Dolly Parton. Was she a big inspiration for you for this album? I mean, I, I have, like, listened pretty hard to, like, her older, like, her original version of, like, I Will Always Love You. And, you know, like when we think of that song, you think of Whitney Houston singing it. But when you think of Dolly Parton singing it, I think that is a good way. Maybe you could say that um, I've been able to take these songs who are covers and I kind of sing them in a more intimate way. You know, something Mm -hmm. that could be a really big song, like it's going to be me very pop. And I mean, that one's a little more upbeat, maybe like, um, you know, the Dashboard song. um, And it's still a very hands down you know and um and you think about how dolly parton sings her version it's intimate you feel a little bit differently when you hear it they're both great feelings but i think that is me as a musician and as a person i'm just i i am emotional but like how i like to share my emotions is how i'm singing how i'm pronouncing the words and stuff like that so i I guess that could be a really good way to explain it no that's that that's that's completely understandable and because the only reason i asked that is because a i know that it's going to be me is probably one of your most popular covers to this day and i still listen to it every single day it's fantastic and two no no of course and and b i i know that dolly parton has like that folk style country style type of uh type of uh music vibe that she gets and heck she's still doing stuff to this day god Dude, bless she's her. A, she so I, doesn't quit she's awesome no she does not no. she she is showing no signs of slowing down anytime <laughs> soon god, god bless that woman <laughs> and look she's one of my guilty pleasure artists i'm not gonna oh, lie i i am mainly even guilty a... don't even feel guilty <laughs> you should feel proud dolly is yeah oh my goodness and look if, uh, i'm gonna be real that's not even my type of music i'm more of a hard rock type of person okay. I, I just want to i just want to chill 
type of album to listen to. I just go to yeah. any Dolly Parton album and bam, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just done the rest of the day. Don't call me, don't text me, I'm done. <laughs> oh, yes. Or even like her Jolene, it's just boom. Oh, boom. oh. I mean, I and guess jo- he- Jolene will always be a classic, absolutely. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh my God. Now, do you have, do you have like one of those like chill albums that you like to listen to after a long day? Yes, 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 yes. Um, do you know the artist Lights? I have not actually, no. She's a Canadian artist and um, okay. she's been getting bigger and bigger, bigger over the years. And she started out doing like this like electro pop thing. And every time she would make like a full band or, you know, very pop album, she would take that album and make an acoustic version of it. And she has this uh, album called Midnight Machines. I am going to send it to you and it is, oh my gosh, it is such a vibe. I have it on vinyl too. And I'll just put that on. Oh, wow. It, it's, it makes you think like, I like to think of songs in like colors a lot, especially when I like make music videos. And this is just such like a dark purple, um, dark blue kind of like vibe that just kind of chills you out. That with a glass of wine any day, I will take it. <laughs> But yes, Midnight Machines by Lights. Check I like that. Wow, that's uh, that's definitely one I gotta check out. Please, please feel free to send that to me whenever. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, I'm I'm so glad that vinyl came back because it just allows me personally to just relive my childhood. Because I I grew up I'm I'm a '90s kid, so I grew up with like all all kinds of like vinyl records from like Queen, Kiss, ACDC, you name it. My dad also was a DJ in high school. Too. What's that? I mean, I was a 90s kid too. We also had to deal with the cassettes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now you're speaking my back. language. Now you're talking. There you go. <laughs> you want to hear my first cassette tape? Sure. What is it? Space Jam soundtrack. No freaking way. <laughs> I just, I have this like memory of me, like, just like listening the whole thing and then flipping it back over. Everybody get, I just like, doesn't quit. Sorry, that I didn't is, mean to cut that you is off. so no, that is so <laughs> relatable. It's not even a joke anymore. <laughs> I, sad, totally yeah. relate. <laughs> I totally relate to that. My God, we're talking to Brooke Surgeoner here on one on one on the Bottom Line podcast. I also couldn't help but notice if you're not watching on YouTube, a very furry friend has uh, oh, entered the room right there. <laughs> let, let me get her. Hold on. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, you got to love cute animals here. But yeah, we're talking to Brooke Surgeoner here on one-on-one bottom line podcast. While we have this time out, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And be sure you subscribe on all audio listening platforms, include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. Now, while Brooke gets her uh, furry friend, oh, very, very oh, adorable. Again, if you're, if you're not is, watching on YouTube, it's a very, that, very adorable kitty. What's the name? This is Margo. Oh, what's up, Mark, little bud? She uh, doesn't want me holding her right now. As you can look at those <laughs> eyes, not nah. happy. But she's nah. always hanging. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge animal lover. I, I, I can't help but notice those things sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, she's, she's the best. She just like sometimes she does not want to be held, and she'll tell you, "Don't touch me right now." But she's always I, hanging I, out. She's always wants to be around me and. I can, I can feel that you know sometimes you just want to <laughs> hang out you don't want anyone to touch you you don't want anyone to talk to you but i'll be here yeah my my, my dog is like that sometimes so <gasps> it's it's, no. it's relatable it's relatable what kind of dog do you have <laughs> 
Oh, uh, she's a mutt. She's a terrier mix. My family and I still oh. don't know what terrier she is. <laughs> well, there, we're I still, mean, there we're still trying to find that out. Terrier mix, they're very smart, but yeah, they could be uh, fickle, I guess. You, 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 you would know exactly how to describe it. I've only experienced oh, yeah. them, but I've never owned Yeah, them. no, yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, since we, since we are going back on track here, let's talk about your original music. And speaking of your original music, um, there is one question I did get on social media, going back to the questions sure. here from the fans. It comes from at Joel Flores161. He asks you, what age did you start writing your own songs? I'll probably say 11. Okay, so, and, um, so, probably, so probably about a year after you started getting into music more. Yeah, because I could say I, I wrote at 10, but like I probably, I had no idea what I was doing. And, um, okay. you know, writing, and this is also why I love teaching music so much and teaching songwriting to younger girls. It's, no one feels like, they're heard, especially yeah. at that age. And I definitely always felt like I was invisible. And um, I think we all would do. I don't think I'm special for feeling that way, but I just wanted to put out my thoughts, put them out somewhere. And um, writing was the perfect way for me to express myself, for me to say what I wanted to say. And even if it didn't do anything, I'm like, I said it. Or like, you wrote a song. And you'd be like, wow, you know, I was really sad, but look what I made from that sadness, you know? And uh, right, it's, yeah. it's the only thing that's always always given back to me is songwriting. Now, I want to go off of that real quick with what you just said, because I always yeah. feel like if you are, like me and my co-hosts have always stood by this and I'm going to say it again. If you're a woman out there who wants to be in the music industry, in the sports industry, the art industry, whatever, do it. Like there's nobody out there who can stop you regardless of what they think. You go out there and do whatever the heck you want. So with that being said, with you teaching all these young girls at the rock school about songwriting and singing and playing guitar, what would you say to those young women out there who are watching or listening to this right now who want to do this for a living? What would you tell them? To do it. The only person holding you back is yourself. And, you know, growing up in the music scene that I did was, it was amazing at the time, mm -hmm. especially, you know, early 2000s, people were so supportive of local music. But I felt, especially as a woman, I had to constantly prove myself. Every single show got up there, had to prove myself. And I got used to that, but it, it put some kind of strength in me that was just like, you know, no one's saying you can't do this. You might have to prove yourself. You might have to deal with some critical, you know, comments and stuff like that. But like, you, you are what's capable of your own happiness. No one else, no guy, you know, no, nothing, no, nothing on social media. It's you going for it, putting in the work. And um, I, you know, I, I deal with it all the time with my younger students who are struggling with like school or like are scared of like what someone's going to think and a, a good example is one of my students made this um, music video and wrote an original song it was beautiful beautiful song the music video is beautiful and the day came to release it and she was terrified she was like what if people don't like it what if people are going to say and I said and they don't but do you love it yeah, it's like, then screw them. Like, there are always going to people that 
you know, there's things I don't like. Right. There, I I always I always try to like put my head in the space when I'm, I'm doubting myself. Like, you know what? There's gonna be people. You have to prepare yourself for people to not like what you're doing. But like, if you are proud of what you're you're creating and so maybe that's a little off topic, but like, then just do it. And all you can do is learn from it. You know, if you're like, well, I suck that time. It's okay. What can you do better the next time? It's, it's just, it's a constant learning process as far as being a musician or anything creative for sure, but you got to start somewhere. So if you're thinking about getting into music, then just start, start and start playing an instrument. If that instrument feels wrong, pick up a different one you know, you will find your voice, you'll find your style, you'll find what you really want to say, and you just have to feel it out. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful answer. I really like that. We're talking to Brooke Surgeon on one-on-one on the Bottom Line Podcast. Let's go back to your original album that's coming out very, very soon. Release date to be announced, obviously, because you're still yeah. in the process <laughs> of mixing and everything, going to the final stages here. But I remember you starting a Kickstarter to help with your original album. And the good news, the Kickstarter has reached its goal. It's complete and the album is coming out. So just tell me when you found out the Kickstarter reached its goal and you were able to finish your album. And now that it's almost in the process of coming out, what does all this mean to you? It takes the stress off for sure. But more than that, it's a validation that people care what I'm doing and people want to help me. And that's something I always struggle with is like trying to accept the help and just trying to do everything on my own. And, you know, especially with that covers album, I mean, besides a few songs, I did everything. I, I mean, I didn't mix and master, but like I played every instrument on there and I had to think of everything. And it it is so stressful because, especially with your original stuff and to just, have other people have my back and behind me like no we believe in what you're doing keep going we want to help support you we want you to get there man it is the best feeling ever I think that's another thing like you just have to put yourself out there because I feel like I've sat on some of these songs for a few years and um just because I was insecure about something but like you just gotta sometimes you just gotta suck it up and put it out there and see what people you know, usually they're willing to help and have your back. You just, it's all in your head. So it, it feels awesome, I guess, to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best advice that you were told throughout this whole process of writing your original album? Yeah, I don't think I was really given it. I probably was, but like nothing that can come to mind. I think um, I've just had really good support throughout mm-hmm. writing it. And um more than anything, that's what I need because people can give advice, but like <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, some days you just want to give up and to have that support system, the few friends you can send the song to and can kind of be like, no, this is great. Or, you know, be honest with you. I think having yeah. the support system, even I think you just need a couple great people in your corner. Mm. No, that's, that's fair. I like that answer a lot. So don't forget her new original album is coming out very, very soon. Stay tuned for more details on Brooke's social media. Be sure to follow her on Instagram at Brooke Surgeoner. You can also check out her website, brooksurgeoner.com, where I also found out that you love 
cosplay. Let's talk about Yay! that for a second, shall we? <laughs> so I know you yes. absolutely are, you, you're actually an award-winning cosplayer. Am I correct? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> I am cool. Okay, okay, there we go. We're talking about an award winner here. Please, please, please ex explain how this happened. I had a brother who was one year older than me. And, you know, when it came to music, a lot of the times you, you know, you listen to what your older brother is doing. When it came to video games, I played what my older brother was playing, Zelda, um, Final yes. Fantasy, all that stuff. And um, it just sticks with you. And then when it came to watching shows, he would watch Dragon Ball Z. I would watch Sailor Moon. We combine the two. You, you start watching some great stuff. And um, that is something I feel like it's, it always sticks with you. You always love it. Some people just try to act like they don't care about it. But, you know, even with Space Jam, dude, I went and saw Space Jam too the night it came oh. out. It was terrible, but I was like, oh, I gotta see it. <laughs> so it I out. heard. It was so bad, but like I was like, I still have to go see it because it was such a big part of me. And I, right. I think, cosplay happened the moment I realized I wanted to explore those other parts of me to its full extent without caring about what anyone else thought. And I love fantasy, and I love all that stuff, and I'd always want to go to a convention, and um, it wasn't till. I can't even know what year it was, maybe 2013 or I think 2013, maybe. Right. Um, me and my best friend, we went to our first convention and it, it was, it was a really cool experience because the same like thing that I felt the first time I performed when I was 10, I didn't think I'd ever experience that again. Cause you think that's like, you know, Oh, that's your passion. Right. That's it. And I walked, right. I had, a, I went to a three-day convention. I experienced that all over again. And I was like, oh my God, this is me. I'm looking around at all these freaking nerds and I'm like, we're all nerds. This is awesome. Like <laughs> it, it was like, you had a common bond with all these strangers and it was such a cool thing. And you just look and you're like, I love that show. I love that character. And then people are complimenting you on your outfit. I think I was Balma from Dragon Ball Z was my first. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's tremendous. Yeah, and uh, I uh, just fell in love with it. And again, that was a thing that, like, now it's a little bit more normal. But at the time, it was still kind of gaining traction, and it was weird. And I, I know I had some close friends, and I know they were. I know they were talking behind my back and saying. Brooke's a weirdo. <laughs> Why is Brooke wearing wigs and stuff? And I'm like, because I love it. I love it. I, <laughs> it. And you know what? Cosplay, dressing up, and also learning from that, learning how to make costumes better, how to, how to be better at this. It was also a learning curve, but the confidence it gave me, I, I can't explain. Like, I, as, as, um, an artist and as a musician, I am confident in what I'm doing. I've been doing it for a very long time and I, I believe in what I'm doing some days I don't, but like as making music goes, I'm, I'm confident in what I'm doing. Um, and then as a girl growing up, never been confident, never been confident about my body, you know, my looks or anything. And um, cosplay was a way that I could be somebody else. And 
um, kind of, you know, explore me being maybe a little bit more sexy or maybe me being a little bit more like scary in a, a certain cosplay. And it brought out this confidence in myself by me being able to experience it through another character. It was like, I wasn't as shy because I was like, well, it's not me doing this. I'm doing this as this character. So it's people can't say like, what is she doing? You know what I mean? And um, looking back at like, you know, some uh, shoots and stuff like that, I, it just, it was crazy how, how much that also helped shape the person I am today. And how I ended up combining that with my music was just like everything. <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever makes you happy, it's all Absolutely. fine by me. Just do it. I remember vividly, I think I was like 13, my first anime next experience. I went with my cousin and because he he and his friends were going and he invited me to go. I said, yeah, sure. I've never cosplayed before, but you know what? I'll give yeah. it a go. I dressed, I was, I was Naruto that year. And yes. <laughs> I don't regret it for a second. I loved it. I was Did a you, big hit with everybody. Everybody was run? coming to me. Hey, can I get a picture with you? I'm like, yeah, yes. sure, whatever. <laughs> Isn't that, but that's so cool. It was so cool to see like people, not just me, but other people who clearly have like insecurity issues and stuff like that. To people who want to get pictures with them. And it brings, yeah. that brings out our confidence too. I, another thing about like the characters is, you know, we watch these shows and you see a piece of yourself in these characters. And, um, you know, whether it was Kagome or something from Inuyasha, and I just kind of saw myself in that character and to yeah. be actually be able to like be that person for a day and like convince yourself it like, it's almost like you're reassuring yourself. Like I am strong, I am brave. I am all these things that like, I was scared to tell myself I was as Brooke but like, I'm still Brooke, I just have a wig on, you know? Exactly. But where, when you were doing Naruto, were you like, were you running around with like your arms straight down and stuff like that? <laughs> you better believe I was, yes. and I don't regret it for a minute. But I'll hell say yeah. this, when Sakura came up for a picture, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and in, in all seriousness, I, I did get a picture with whoever dressed as Sakura. She was oh, actually yeah, really, yeah. really nice. Awesome, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that type to run away like that. As much as, as, no. much as I as much as I did act like Naruto the whole time there, you know, I, I couldn't help but say yes to pictures from anybody. It was Absolutely. a really, really nice experience. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Indeed. But anyway, but yes, from, from Zelda to Sailor Moon, which is a favorite anime of mine, surprisingly enough, I actually yeah. really, really enjoyed it, despite the, the fact that it can be very cheesy at times, it is. but it's still very, very enjoyable. I actually do enjoy watching that, especially the new series, I feel is actually, actually really, Crystal? really good. Crystal? Yeah, Crystal, Crystal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But from all of that to Disney, because you are a huge Disney princess type of girl, I can I can see. You are, you go from Ariel to Jasmine to Rapunzel, you name it, you dress mm -hmm. up as it. And I noticed on your website, <clears throat> princess parties. Yeah. Very, very interesting concept. How'd you come up with that? Um, actually it's, it's something I didn't realize was a, a job. And then oh. about four years ago, I uh, saw that somebody, there was an Erie company, um, hiring and I was just like, dude, I do all that stuff. I sing, I dress up. I love Disney. Like this seems like the perfect job. And, um, 
So I interviewed for it and I, I got a job with it. And I did that for about a year and then um, just doing smaller things here and here and there. And uh, my friend Renee, who owned the company, actually sold it. And so I split off and went on my own. And so I just really went hard with it. We did, uh, you know, pre-COVID, we were doing like Disney sing-along nights at this local barbecue place. And there'd just be like 20 little girls dressed up in princess dresses, like head banging. So like, <laughs> like, the, like the, the girliest songs ever. And, but they were just so into it. And I'm like, this is awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I just got into it because it honestly, it just felt like, why wouldn't I get into this? <laughs> just fell into place. And yeah, so I don't do it as often now just because of COVID, but you know, um, right. Yeah, I still do. I still do the princess parties. It's, I love yeah, it. I, love I, it. I, I can awesome. tell it's very popular because the website says you're booked until 2022. So yeah. obviously <laughs> it's getting some traction. It must be a big yeah. hit with everybody. Yeah, I, I dude, like, I didn't think I was a little kid person until I started doing this. I <laughs> love young girls because there's, it's just like they're the most honest creatures on this planet. They're not going to lie to you. If they yeah. don't think you're Ariel, they're going to tell you, you're not Ariel. And I'm like, oh yeah, what, what's your favorite color? And I just distract them and they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I love that. I love the honesty and I love the energy and the pure happiness that comes with it. And if I can be a part of their childhood that sparks them, you know, maybe doing this later in life, then I, I would love that. That'd be such an honor. Yeah, that's... That's really, really awesome. I'm really glad that's getting getting more popularity. Because again, yeah. until 2022, you're booked. So it's it's obviously getting a lot of attention. Now, let me ask you this real quick. <clears throat> Favorite Disney song of all time, what is it? Um, I'm going to say Part of Your World, Little Mermaid. Ah, there you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. Now, is Little Mermaid your all-time favorite Disney princess, or who is it? Yes. Yes, it 100%. is Ariel. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I can Ariel. respect that. Mm -hmm. what's, now, what's yours? What's yours? You know, you have a favorite. You know, you had one growing up and you're like, oh, she's, she's pretty cute. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, you're talking about Disney Princess? Yeah. Princess Jasmine, not even close. You know what? Jasmine. Dude, Aladdin, though. Aladdin <laughs> had a huge crush on Aladdin. I would say, <laughs> if we're talking <laughs> hottest dude, it was Aladdin. Then oh maybe my, oh Prince Eric. And um, but I, I really don't think The Little Mermaid's the best Disney movie. I don't think Okay, that. no, that's fair, she, that's fair. She, it was my favorite. She's my favorite. But okay. I think Aladdin, maybe mm. Aladdin might be the, the best Disney movie. As I think that, or maybe like The Lion King, but something about Aladdin, I just- Yeah, ev ev everybody says The Lion King, but uh, Aladdin is just one of those movies that I feel is just very, very underappreciated and not talked about as much as The Lion King is. So I, I kind of have to agree with you. Good, all right, I'm glad. I mean, I, lo <laughs> I love them both, but if we're talking about like- No, no, me too. Prime Disney, like I, I think Aladdin, I, I could watch that over yeah. and over and over again. And I, I love, Lion King's been very, very close. You know what I think's underappreciated though? Mulan. She's probably Oh my god, yes. She yes. would probably be my second or third favorite. Like okay. princess, okay. but oh, I can that respect movie. that. I can wait, respect wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, can I have a second favorite Disney song? Sure. Make a man out of you. 
Uh, how, how did I know you were gonna say that? That's like the most popular song in the entire movie. It's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's, it's amazing. I, I can't lie about that. But no, listen, just, Lion King was what first got me into Disney. So of course it's gonna be okay. one of my all time favorite Disney movies. Yeah. But as far as like underrated and no one talks about, Aladdin is definitely one of them, in my opinion. Mulan is definitely another one. And what the heck was that other one? Um, it's a more recent Disney princess movie. Um, Tangled. 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 Yes, yeah, yeah. A very, oh, very sure. underrated, underrated I, gem. I think Tangled, as far as like, you know, with the Pixar and everything, you know, yeah. um, I think that is the best one. They all love mm, Frozen. I but agree. I'm like, no, Tangled. I <laughs> cry during that one. So oh my gosh. good. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know our I know our good friend Audra from First to Eleven likes that yeah. movie as well. So Audra, if you're listening, <laughs> we like Tangled too. So we we can uh, still be friends. We're good. <laughs> it's it's uh, a little unnecessary how many times that girl has gone to Disney. I've never been to Disney once. <laughs> and it, she'll just have the weekend off and go to Disney. And I'm like, you you jerk. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, just, I just be looking at her story and be like, take me with you for once. Oh my God. Seriously. <laughs> we we day, love you. Aud- we love you, Audra. We love you first to 11. We promise now before we, uh, before we let you go, because unfortunately time is running short here. I know sure. I said it earlier, but just give one last reminder of how people can find out more about you and where they can uh, stream or purchase your music from. So um, I think the best place to find out more about me would be to head out to my Instagram, which is this Afric Surgeoner. I think I post there the most frequently, even if it's not enough. Um, I've got a YouTube channel uh, where you can find original and cover music and my music videos. And that's just YouTube, Afric Surgeoner. Um, my website, you can check out my Disney princesses over on my website as well, which is <laughs> brooksurgeoner.com. And um, yeah, right now you can uh, stream uh, my covers in a few of my original songs on my Spotify channel. As, mm-hmm. And uh, you can also purchase the covers album if you'd like. Yeah. But uh, coming next year will be my full length original album. And I'm so excited Ooh. about that. So go follow me and you'll hear more about that as time comes on. So super exciting stuff. Now, I did have one more question as pertains sure. to to video games since you brought them up earlier. <laughs> okay. What was your favorite growing up besides Legend of Zelda? Final Fantasy 10. Oh, 10? Really? Wow. 10. Okay. Yep. I can respect that. Who cool. was yours? Oh, wow. That's <laughs> that varies for me on a daily basis. But if you're talking like, if you're talking like number one all time for me as in video games, when Sonic is definitely up there. Oh, Sonic. That's a good <laughs> one. Yeah, he, he first got me into video games, so that, that's always going to be number one in my heart. Absolutely. Right. But as far as, like, currently right now, gosh, that's tough. I would have to say, I would have to say probably, <clears throat> probably like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Because I, I, right. I, I loved Mario Kart growing up. I played Mario Kart 64, the classic. So oh, as yeah, far yeah, as like yeah. right right now, I would have to say Mario Kart 8. I I wish I had one for you right now, but I seriously just keep going back to the classics. I, I have <laughs> I have Ocarina of Time 
in my 64 right now and I will play it before bed every single night. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Now we're talking. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still have my N64 too, and I have no intention of giving that up anytime soon. No, I also, never. I also still have a freaking Nintendo GameCube in my house, and I don't plan on giving that up anytime soon either. Never had a GameCube, I'll be honest. Oh but, uh, boy, no. are you missing out. Hit it is one. such it is such an underrated classic console. If you ever run into one at a good price, I would highly suggest that you get it. You will not regret it for a second, I promise All right. you. <laughs> but listen unfortunately our time is up but listen brooke i really cannot thank you enough for coming on i really do appreciate this and best of luck with everything for you down the road thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me it was really nice talking to you oh nice talking to you too she is brooke sojourner be sure to go follow her on instagram at brooke sojourner and check out her covers volume one album on all streaming platforms and her new original album is coming out very, very soon in 2022. So stay tuned on her social media for more details on that. For Brooke Surgeoner, I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This has been the Bottom Line one-on-one -on -one series. We'll catch you next time. Peace and take care. Bye.